Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I'm so excited. This week is when we host our leadership conference. We have leaders coming from everywhere who will be a part of this conference. It is going to be a dynamic room. I love these moments. As I tell people, leadership is caught more than it is taught. When you're in a room with dynamic leaders, it is the quickest way to multiply. To be honest with you, even through the podcast, you can add to leadership, but when you're in the room, you multiply leadership. So, there's still opportunities for people who just want to walk in. Our full registrations, honestly, are almost completely gone by the last day of the conference because people just value it and sign up then. But that being said, we'd love to have you if you'd like to be a walk-in and to be a part of just being in a dynamic room. A couple of things. My my new book is coming out, which I'm really thrilled about. It's called Survival Skills. And The survival skills are just things people need to know today. In fact, if you are a pastor or communicator, you need to get this book and you need to teach it to your people. It is the survival skills that will help them survive and make it through our current environment. And then my new flash drive of all my new messages since the last uh, pastor's conference that I had last October will be coming out. And the Sunday ones have the full outline that I speak from. So it'll be about 50 lessons. You can get that. All of that's available on our webpage. And so you can go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. And hey, if any of you haven't signed up for my uh, Twitter that we send out, uh, Gerald Brooks, you can look it up there. It's it's just a leadership thought. It's designed to give you a burst of leadership every day, and that is available. Hey, today, I want to talk to you about a leadership perspective, a leadership perspective. Do you know what I found out about leaders is leaders can't help but teach leadership. And one of the most profound leaders in the Bible was a man named David. Yeah, we know him as King David, but he was a leader. He was chosen by God to lead. He was groomed for leadership. He led and he took Israel to the widest range of influence that it ever had. And he was a remarkable leader. But the thing about leaders is they're always teaching leadership. And in Psalm 19, he gives us a template for leadership. He gives us just some nuggets that I think are golden when it comes to leadership and how leadership can be uh, processed and propagated. And so I want to walk you through that. Psalm 19 and verse 1, I love the King James. My wife says I'm a little bit archaic. It's just how I originally learned. And so uh, you can find your favorite translation. People say, what is the best translation? I say, it's the one that you'll read. And so whichever one you read, you can read it from there. But in the King James verse one, it says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth the handiwork of God. The first thing that David says is this, if you're going to lead, you're going to have to see the big picture. You're going to have to see the big picture. See, one of the things that happens in life is that this life is always trying to shrink us down. 
It's always trying to make us smaller through the problems of life, the pressures of life, the things that perplex us in life. All those things come at us, and they just tend to reduce us. And what David was saying is, is that life will try to bog you down. It will try to consume you so that you lose sight of God and you lose sight of the bigness of God and the bigness of what God wants you to be and the bigness of what God wants you to do. And so the first thing he says is just look up. He says, just look up and see the heavens, see see the vastness of it, see the unending nature of it. And he says, when you look at the heavens, heavens are assigned. And the sign is this. These all represent God. You serve a God that could create everything, that can make all the stars, that can make all the celestial uh, items that are out in the universe. And he says, just look at it. He said, never let the earth bog you down so that you can't see heaven. When we lead, we lead from heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. We lead from a big picture to every day, not every day to a big picture. See, if you're not careful, this life will begin to just push in on you and begin to envelop you in such a way that you no longer have a sense of awe, you no longer have a sense of big, you no longer have a sense of purpose. Your life is just this problem to the next problem, and that is not what leaders do. Leaders see the big picture. When you cease to see the big picture and someone else sees the big picture, they've become the leader see the big picture. The next thing in verses two and three, it says, day unto day uttereth speech, night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where uh, his voice is not heard. Now, what this says is this, stay in school. When you begin to dissect what David said and you begin to understand Uh, the rhythmic pattern that he was speaking in in the Hebrew language. What he was saying is this. He was saying that whether it's day or night, whether you're a day person, whether you're a night person, whether you're up at night, whether you're, you're up at day, he's saying there's always something to learn. He says every day is speaking to you. Every night is showing you knowledge and that there is no speech or language. And what God's saying is this. Every day is an opportunity to learn. Every night is an opportunity to learn. Take advantage of your opportunities to learn. Learning is all around you. There are lessons to be learned day or night. So he just says, hey, you've got to stay in school. You've got to stay in school. And what I can tell you is leaders are learners. They love, they love learning. They are ferocious learners. They love the opportunity to learn. And see, leaders just have that innate skill inside them. I want to see things. I want to understand things. I want to get things. And what he's saying is, during the day, learn. At night, learn. Learn wherever you are. Learn whatever time it is. Just learn. Now, I love this. It says, there's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. 
what this means is that God knows how to speak your language. He knows how to adapt to your personality, to the position you're in, to the place you're in, or even the problems you're in, and that God knows your language. See, he knows how to speak to you. And if you are open to listen and you say, God, today I want to learn, today what is it that I need to know, then he will speak. He knows your language. He knows the unique combination of your heart, of your mind that can unlock truth. And he says, whether it's day or night, I want to teach you. It doesn't matter what time of day, there are lessons. The day is speaking to you. The night has knowledge for you. And he says, and there's no language that God can't speak. So what God's saying is, hey, just understand that as a leader, you are a learner. And as a learner, you're learning everywhere and you're learning all the time. That's what he's saying. Learn everywhere and learn all the time. Why? Because you always are in school. You never graduate. You are always learning. You're always passionate about learning. You always desire to learn, and you let learning drive you because the more you learn, the more effective you become. So number one, see the big picture. Number two, stay in school and learn keep learning. Number three, here's another thing in here. It says, live with excitement and expectation. I have to admit that this is one of those things that I've had to learn for some of my friends, and that is just the excitement of a moment. He says, there is a line that goes out through all the earth, and there are words to the end of the world. In them hath he set the tabernacle for the sun. So he's saying, hey, you look at the sun, it's the tabernacle. Remember what the tabernacle was to Israel? It was where they came together for the feast. It's where people united together for family and friends that they hadn't seen. When people thought of the tabernacle, they thought, man, it's going to be fun to be there. We're going to get to see so-and-so. It's going to, and he says, Every day, the sun's like the tabernacle. It's just exciting. And then he says, and it's like the bridegroom coming out of the chamber. And the visual there is just so clear. He's just talking about excitement. He's talking about expectation. And one of the things that God says is that when you lead, don't lose your excitement and your expectation for what you're doing. Don't be weary. Don't get beat down in your leadership. Don't get overcome by everything about leadership that it's no longer exciting. It's no longer thrilling. It's no longer an emotional up for you. Leadership is hard But there's always an excitement about seeing what's going to happen next, of knowing that something bigger and better is coming, that expectation. So here's what he says. See the big picture. Just look to the heavens. Understand that day or night, there are opportunities to learn. And if you're going to lead, lead with excitement and expectation, knowing that every day there's something new that God's going to do. And so he says, just live with that expectation and excitement. And then he says, you've got to live and learn. This is sort of a 
a more detailed thought of how God wants us to learn. In verses 7 through 9, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Boy, do I love that because I'm pretty simple-minded. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. What he does is he gives us a series of words. And these series of words are used throughout the Bible. And these series of words are words like the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. See, they're all describing how God teaches. And each one of these is a little bit different. In fact, David takes these very thoughts throughout the Psalms. Solomon takes these thoughts throughout Proverbs. And he talks about the dimensions of learning. And so one of the things that God wants us to be is that as we learn, that we don't just learn in one avenue, but we learn in multiple avenues. So let me break it down to you. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect. The laws are these. They are universal. They're built into the fabric of life. Whether you believe them, they're there. Whether you don't believe them, they're there. Whether you accept them, they're there. Whether you don't accept them. So let me give you one of the laws. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. That law is built into the fabric of our society. It is built into the very nature of every day. And every day we see it play out. We see people who sow habits, they sow attitudes, they sow actions, they do them day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then eventually those habits, those actions, those moments in life begin to come back. What they planted brings a harvest. If they sowed good, it brings good. If they've sowed bad, it brings bad. If they've sowed just to this world, it feeds them for this world. If they've sowed to the next world, it helps them in that. But it's just a law. And there are laws out there. And they are built into the fabric of life. In fact, um, I have a book called The Laws of Increase. And if you just take the word increase off, it's just the laws. Uh, there are laws out there that are just a part of everyday life. And whether I believe them or not, I interact with them. Whether you believe them or not, you interact with them. So what he says is, is just learn the laws. If you learn the laws, you'll know how life works and you'll know how to work life and you'll know how to live life for God if you learn the laws. But then he says, and the testimonies of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This is a little different. This is someone saying, hey, let me tell you what God did for me. This is David saying, I've been young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. 
What is David saying? When I was young, I used to believe that God would provide, but now that I'm old, I have seen God provide. It's the testimony. It's inspiring. Hey, God did this for me. And he says that in life, God wants to teach you through laws that are built into the fabric, but just the stories of God that people have of how God has been there for them, to inspire each other, the testimonies of life. But then he goes, the statutes. The statutes are a little bit different. In fact, um, the word statute in our society has legal ramifications. But in the Bible, statutes are wisdom which works for everyday life. It's just wisdom that works. So the laws you interact with, whether you choose to or not, testimonies, they inspire you towards God. But the statutes, you get to choose. You get to choose whether you interact. And so what do we know? That that a wise man surrounds himself with wise people. Why? Because wisdom comes in large groups of people interacting together. So wise people create wisdom by being with wise people. What is that? It's a statute. It's a principle. It's just an everyday life kind of thing. So throughout the Bible, you see these prioritizing of of just bites of wisdom. Proverbs, that's what it is. It is just declaring simple statutes of, of do this, attend to your heart, Incline your ear into the sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart, and they will be life. They will be health to all your flesh. What is it? It's just talking about what you give your heart to, what you give your ears to, what you give your eyes to, what you decide to do, and how those four things can dictate your life. It's just wisdom. The next thing he talks about are the commandments. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Commandments are the best practices of life. And in business, that's the term they use. What are the best practices? What is the gold standard? What is the way we do something? The best practices. Now, best practices are simply this. You do something because it is the best way to do it. And if you ignore the commandments of the Lord, you ignore them at your own risk. You will play always away from the hazards. And so the Bible talks about commandments. We know one of the commandments, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. That's the best practice, to live your life with love. The writer of Hebrews, pursue peace with all people if possible. To just live a life where you're not trying to stir up things, but you're trying to create connections in a positive way. That's the commandment of the God. But then he goes on, and there's not only laws that are built in, testimonies that inspire statutes, which are just everyday wisdom and commandments, which are the best practices, but there's judgments. These are applications. And he talks about how the judgments of the Lord are true. So the Bible talks about the judgments. 
So here's one. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Those are judgments. God said there are instinctive ways to behave. But those instincts are not always right. Judgment will tell you it's better to bless than to curse. It's better to pray than despise. Those are judgments. So what he basically does is he says, see the big picture, stay in school where you're always learning, live with a sense of excitement and lead with that, live and learn, learn from his laws, his testimony, his statutes, his commandments, his judgments. But then he concludes by giving seven keys, beginning in verses 10 through 14. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, and much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And he just goes on, and I'll let you just read it yourself. But let me give you the seven keys. He says, remember what's important. He says, they're more to be desired than gold. He says, the purity of what God is saying is going to be more valuable to you than what man values the most. So remember what's important. He says, by them, the things that we've mentioned, the five ways that God speaks uh, when he begins to speak through laws, testimony, statutes, commandments, and judgments, he says, by them is a servant warned. And what that means is they tell you what you should avoid. And then he goes on and he says in there, don't play games. Who can understand the error? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins. He just says, you know what? There are things I can't play games with. Because if I play games with them, it's going to be too big for me. And then he turns around and he says in there, let the words of my mouth, watch your words. And the meditation of your heart, keep your heart. Be acceptable in your sight. Live to God's standard. My strength and my redeemer rely on God's strength. So in verses 10 through 14, he says, remember what's important. Play away from the hazards in life. Don't play games with things that you shouldn't even be involved with. Watch your words, keep your heart, live to God's standard, and rely on God's strength. It's just David giving a leadership perspective. It's just simple things. It's nuggets. God says, I'm going to throw these nuggets out. Pick them up. Do something with them. Again, leadership. It's just perspective. The heavens declare. Stay in school. Just keep learning. Live with a sense of excitement. God is good. Put yourself in a position where you're really learning. All of these are the things that God's saying to a leader. I hope it helps you today. 
for all of you that will be at the North Texas Leadership Conference, I'm so excited to see you. We've got a lot of events that will be coming up towards the end of the year and next year. You can look on my webpage and get them. Those of you at the conference, you'll see them on all of the boards and all the printed pages. And so, hey, I'm looking forward to it. You have a great day. God loves you, and I love you. God's proud of you, and I'm proud of you. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.